Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh. Yeah. Uh. Here's another one. Uh. Uh-huh. And another one. Yeah. From Little Kim. The Queen Bee. It's Lady Night. What? It must be Angie on the mic. The butter pea, honey, got the sugar, got the spice Roll the L tight, keep the rhymes right Yo, I just straight this motherfucker up last night And uh, I'm the rookie on this all-star team Me and Kim is getting cream Like Thelma and Louise, but on chrome Never leave that Brooklyn sh- alone So if you say it's on, then it's on Bang this in your whips Back and cold roadie with the chips in the wrist Here's a French kit I dismiss all you chicks Fit six from the fourth fifth Make it dance Ow! I stay focused the dope like a penny with the hole in it. Y'all just hope it and tote it. I ain't lying. Trying to knock me off. Keep trying. All it takes is one phone call to my street team. Promote that ass like a soundtrack. You jack. Sit there. Send it off with the 850. Y'all missing the buck with the bump. Biggie in the truck. In the box to my double. Let me see you do the bank head. It's the riches. It's the rap. May rest the QB. And I got all my sisters the man.
something on this track now. You ain't gonna use me to just be singing hooks. What I look like? Patty LaBelle or somebody? <laughs> Take it out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, what a night. You should be like Missy instead of being like Mike. I like to ride ponies instead of riding bikes. Me and Lil' Tim got the rhymes to the site. I gotta catch a flight. <laughs> Round three-ish. You see us from Alexa to Aeneas. And we are on live. You are listening to the Ladies of the Black Podcasters United Group Roundtable. And we've got an excellent panel. And this is our first time getting together. Ladies only. It's ladies night, y'all. So you know it's going to be good. And we're going to keep you entertained and hopefully give some perspective to this whole podcasting game from the woman's perspective. And... I want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen. It's going to be some good stuff. And, of course, I want to thank my wonderful, distinguished, and lovely panel of strong, beautiful, smart black women who are up in here ready to change this podcast game because, you know what, we are going to make our mark in this thing. And I want to start off with a few introductions, beginning with Miss Queen Neen of the In Deep Show, Recap the Recap, and now in my glass podcast. Say hello to the people, Queen Neen. Hello, everyone. Hello, ladies. I'm so happy to be here. I'm super excited. This is my first uh, Google Hangout. Well, oh, no, I'm sorry. I lied. Let me take that back. This is my second one, but this is my first time uh, being here with you lovely ladies. I'm, I'm ready to go. All right, let's do this. Thank you so much. And, of course, we have Shirley of Chonilla, which is a live weekly podcast that she hosts with her husband, Chloe. Shirley, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm super excited to be here. Bonjour. Hola. Hello. Uh, I'm ready to do this. And, of course, we have Miss Amber P., hostess of Black, Sexy, Geeky, and Mental. Hey. Hi, everybody. What's going on? Rocking the Casbah. I heard that. And we have Miss Michelle Matthews Calloway, who is host of the Swirl World podcast. Hello, ladies. I'm so proud and happy to be in your company. Looking forward to our discussion. Thank you for being with us. And, of course, we have to introduce the wonderful Miss Mary Nichols, a.k.a. DJ Fusion of Fusebox Radio Broadcast. What's going on, everybody? Definitely glad to be on here and um, looking forward to talking and dropping some good info. Thank you so much for joining us. And Miss Michelle Talbert, she is host of Her Power uh, Hustle Podcast. Welcome to the show. Happy to be here, excited and uh, ready to change the game. And uh, also Madam President Molly McIntyre of the Pennyman Doctrine Podcast. Hello everyone, nice to be here. And finally, last but certainly not least, Miss Leslie Mack, activist and founder and host of the Ferguson Response uh, Podcast as well as Interracial John. Hello, everyone. Very happy to be here and excited to speak with all you ladies. So as you can see, we have a full panel 
of uh, knowledgeable and experienced women who have got a lot to say about doing this podcasting as women. And um, I'd like to try. I'd like to try to keep it fluid and candid as far as the conversation goes, so it won't be raising hands or anything, but. Of course, I hope that you'll kind of jump in when you hear the space to jump in. And I want to begin by just kind of introducing ourselves and saying, you know, again, what our show is and why you decided to jump into doing this podcast thing and what it is that you expect to get out of it. And I'm going to start right now with Mary Nichols. Um, okay, um, I'm going to sound old when I'm talking about some of this. Um, basically, I was doing um, college radio um, at the time. And this was just when all the technology was really starting to get rolling in terms of like broadband and things of that nature. And one of my friends who was into a whole lot of technology was like, hey, why don't you put this stuff up for a podcast? And it's like, at that juncture, like, what the hell is a podcast? Well, people can check out your show later on and archive it and all that. And this was right around the time when MP3 players started, you know, becoming more and more of a regular people thing. So me and my partner for the show were pretty much like, okay, let's give this a try. We got hooked up with Podomatic. And one of the things that we thought was awesome was besides where we were at our current home at that juncture in New Jersey was that people all over the world were starting to hit us up about the radio show. So you were putting up descriptions, podcasts, and um, things like that. And throughout the years, essentially, um, with just the way the world has gone and turned, I think podcasting and just most of net communication in general is kind of last frontier in terms of being able to put out your own unique, put out your own unique in terms of what's going on and uh, what's down in your corner of the world and beyond. So that's a short summation in terms of why I got into um, podcasting. Awesome. Um, um, Molly, Molly McIntyre. Yes, hello. I um <laughs> what is go ahead. Oh, um I am co host on the Pennyman Doctrine podcast. Um I have been active on the show since April of last year. And um the reason I really came on um to co host with John Pennyman, who is the founder and uh other half of the show. Um I kind of bring a different dynamic. I'm more of a, a spiritual free thinker as he is um, very political. And um, my thoughts kind of come in and, and hopefully not tame him down because if you listen to the show, you know that's impossible. But kind of to bring a different aspect and, um, you know, change up the dialogue a little bit and... Uh, you know, just just be the woman who always tries to take charge, I guess. But um, you know, we're hoping to keep climbing to greater heights, reach out to millennials, get people involved, and uh, we're going to change the world. Awesome. And how yeah. about how about you, Miss Amber P? Hey, I'm Amber P, and I host Black, Sexy, Geeky, and Mental. It's about being a black former burlesque performer, sci-fi fan with bipolar disorder. Let it soak in. Um, what I do is it's basically a personal journal, and I started it because I have bipolar disorder, and I felt like I was becoming a professional patient where I would uh, talk to doctors and nurses and so on all the time and therapists and support groups, and I needed a place where I could be witnessed, and it was about me, 
and I wasn't just talking to people who were being paid to talk to me. So I decided to go the podcasting route because I love podcasts and it's so accessible. It was just the perfect medium for me. So what I want from it is for it to be a personal journal and it's my audio diary and that's what it's become and I love it. Awesome. And moving on to Michelle Calloway. Yes, I am co-host of the Swirl World podcast and our target audience is black women and the diverse men who love them. And if you just picture that ice cream cone with the chocolate and vanilla swirl together, that's pretty much where we are. Or you can picture mint ice cream and chocolate together. That's who we're targeting. And I'm a relative newbie to podcasting. We got started in June of 2014. And it was actually on a whim because we had a blog that we'd established since uh, the end of 2011. But we wanted to branch out and increase our platform, and we thought a podcast would be the way to do it. And it turns out that was a great decision because we've experienced explosive growth. Uh, We're connecting with our audience in a different way, and they seem to really be enjoying it, and we definitely enjoy what we do. Great. And moving on to Ms. Shirley from Shonella. Yeah, I co-host a show with Hubby called Shonella. Uh, chocolate and vanilla <laughs> and it was actually started in, in two ways a to fulfill my creative broadcasting juice because I have a background in radio broadcasting and at the time I was really into blogging and I was looking into creating some form of interracial related blog um, but I'm not much of a writer. <laughs> so, And at the same time of discussing that, uh, Clove was working on a memoir because I really felt uh, with his background and history of him and his family and everything that it would be a great way for our kids to get a good understanding of who he is. And uh, But he's not much of a writer either. So... <laughs> And uh, at the time, I, I I was at work. I was working for a collection company. I won uh, an iPod, and that's where I discovered podcasting. And it just kind of wow, like it, it didn't refute. I, I didn't think of of uh, podcasting at the time. I was just a huge fan and listening to it. Um, and then just one day, we were just laying in bed and we we're having a blast talking to each other. And we thought, I wonder if other people can relate to not only as an interracial couple relate to some of the things that we're saying are they going to think it's funny and we thought well you know what this would be a a great way to be creative for me and get back into the whole you know what I miss the most which is radio broadcasting and also for our kids eventually uh, in the future when they're of age to hear the show uh, to get a sense of what you know who mommy and daddy is and and uh, where we come from, and help save them as well uh, some cost from uh, therapy. <laughs> so we started Chonilla really as just a fun way to kind. Of, it is a, a personal comedy journal as well, and it's and uh, here and there we we showcase uh, interracial couples, kind of sharing the you know sharing the interracial love. Um, but it's it's mainly uh, a personal comedy journal, really, into our lives, and we just talk about pop culture, news, and everything else. 
Awesome. And of course, we're going to move on over to uh, Shawnine, a.k.a. Queen Neen from IDS. Hello, everybody. Um, how I got into podcasting actually was weird. Um, I, well, I, I'm on the Indeep show. Um, that's kind of our flagship show. I also do, um, which is, let me tell you, um, which is four friends, used to be five of us, but we'll just kind of sit around, water cooler talk. Um, sometimes, you know, we can get a little risque um, when we're doing the show, but, you know, we're just a bunch of, you know, weird ass, crazy, cool people, you know, um, and um so, and also the other podcast I do is Recap the Recap, which we recap a uh, podcast that we listen to, and um, and I just started a new podcast called Now in My Glass, and it's pretty much about me drinking, and what I'm drinking, and because um, I want to get into the spirit, wine and spirits world, so I kind of, you know, I'm really excited about that, but um, but how I got into podcasting, let me come back, um, was uh, on the Indeep show, they had a men's show. And they needed a woman to come on and ask the guys questions. So I gathered, gathered all these questions from all different types of, you know, of, of people. And I just came on and that was show 41. Um, and came on, asked the guys questions, and it became really fun. And, and so um, we're now on episode 201. So so they asked me to stay, and it, it just, it was really fun. And I... Podcasting has really helped, you know, I'm not a shy person anyway, but podcasting really has helped me expand, um, you know, on just just being more vocal and getting out there and talking to more people and not being afraid or shy to say anything or do anything. So, I mean, podcasting is just awesome because there's so many different types of podcasts out there and the, the listening is endless. And I'm so glad that there are so many people and I'm so glad um, we're able to connect on this forum because, you know, we're able to tell each other, you know, you know, ask each other questions and give each other answers. And it feels like it's a good, safe space. So I'm really happy to be here. Awesome. And um, yeah, and, and, your, and your first show that you did, I tried that wine and it was good. So awesome. I, I will make sure that I do listen to you, and I'll and I'll keep notes. But then one time it comes up, and I don't like it. I'm coming for my refund, okay? Oh oh oh! oh wait a minute. Do I need to add that as a disclaimer? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like it, you might want to add that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and moving on to Miss Leslie. Hello. I am definitely the newbie of the group here. I only started podcasting, um, I think our first show was posted September 18th or so, 2014, so it's only been a couple months, we're about 36 shows in, and that would be the Interracial John podcast, which I uh, co-host with my husband, very white guy, and we started the podcast um, originally just to kind of create some space for us to force force ourselves to have conversations about things because uh, we were both really busy and it seemed like a really great way to have an open conversation and people tended to tell us we were interesting or they liked listening to us bicker or talk or whatever so we figured let's try it and if we liked it we would continue doing it and we we liked it a lot so we kept kept it up um I had started the Ferguson Response Network uh, around the same time, and so a couple of months after that, I started the Ferguson Response Network podcast, which I co-host with Ricky Hines, and um, 
that we are about 10 episodes in and it's really focused on the Black Lives Movement. So um, the two podcasts are very different. One, I get to just be myself and it's very loose and free and we talk about TV and movies and um, interracial couple stuff and just couple stuff generally speaking and then on the Ferguson Response Network it's really um, issue focused and um, a little more research heavy and definitely a lot more um, cerebral so it's nice for me to have both of those two outlets um, and, and I love podcasting and I, I just want to say I'm a huge fan of everybody that's on here I've listened to all of your shows I think in the last week I was on Molly's show I listened to Chernilla Live. I heard Amber this morning on TBGWT. So um, I'm just really excited to be here, and it's so great to, to interact with all of you wonderful women. Awesome, awesome. And of course, we have to go to Miss Michelle Talbert. Hi, yes. Uh, I'm really excited to be here. It's great to have community and a sense of community. Uh, I went to law school and college as a single mom, and around 2009, I was kind of over the law and realized it was not what I wanted to do, and I really enjoy helping others achieve their goals and their dreams. So in 2009, I actually recorded three episodes of a podcast called Dust Off Your Dream, and talked about following your dreams, etc., etc. Consistency is key, so that kind of got put down for a little while. And in 2013, um, launched the podcast They Met Online with a guy who I met online, and we dated and broke up, and then wrote a book called Don't Do What We Did. And so we talk about dating and love and sex and relationships. But again, in building that business, more people were coming to me, especially women, to ask about business and networking and starting a startup in tech and entrepreneurship, and I still wanted to help them. So her power hustle got launched off of me having these interviews with like Guy Kawasaki and Peter Shankman, uh, what I call the white guy interviews for a mentorship perspective and it just blossomed around December of this past year into her power hustle which is a resource for entrepreneurs to get information and and hear thought leaders and so I have the podcast and it all kind of has come together and it's doing really well and I'm really excited and it's hard to find other business podcasters so you know with the Pat Flynn's and all those guys but I'm, I'm really excited about us having a community of women who are interested in business podcasting and podcasting as a business awesome and I am Lavinia host of just thinking out loud and she be shown off straight no chaser and I also uh, co-hosted a couple of the roundtable discussions that the group had back in I think October and November and I host just thinking out loud which started out as the nerdy black chicks podcast with my cousin Abujetta rising and it actually came out of us constantly talking about uh, the Trayvon Martin case. During the George Zimmerman trial, it seemed like we were texting each other and talking to each other constantly. And finally, I'm like, why are we just talking about this amongst ourselves when we could share what we feel and how we feel about it and have other people kind of interact? Well, of course, by the time we got our stuff together and started the podcast, it was over. And it was time to start talking about other things. And we said, you know what, we still have opinions. And and me being a single mom, I'm not a single mom, listen to me, Lord, my husband's going to get me. Don't don't write that down. It's not true. I have a husband. But um, me being a stay-at-home mom, I, 
after a while, I didn't realize it when I signed up for the job, that you start to lose a big chunk of yourself because of being in the house, taking after the kids. And this thing is something I said is something that could be me and a way for me to can be able to continue to express myself and still hold on to that part of myself that I can share with other people. So this is still, this is Lavinia, not mom, not wife, but Lavinia. And it's been fun. I've been able to meet with and reach out to a lot of awesome people and interact and been on a couple of shows. And I've been a fan of podcasts for, I remember a time when I had like 200 shows downloaded on my MP3 player at, at any given time. And so now to be a part of that community is an exciting thing. And I'm glad that all of us women have been able to get together and have this discussion right now. Um, one thing there's a lot going on in social media and a lot going on in the news and it seems like you know the huge feminist slash womanist movement is taking place and I'm just wondering as women in podcasting like how responsible do you feel for using your platforms in talking about women's specific issues to start with that so this is Leslie I'll, I, I'll just jump in real quick and as I mentioned, the Ferguson Response Network podcast is pretty focused on the Black Lives Matter movement, and um, our most recent episode actually dealt with intersectionality. So I find myself talking about women's issues a lot on that program, generally speaking, um, because I think it's really important to ensure that all voices are heard in the movement and that we're giving voice to that. So uh, that would be the from my perspective, the first thing. And on my regular podcast, because I do consider myself a feminist and have, uh, I think, my whole life, as far as I can remember anyways, I uh, tend to make sure that I talk about those issues that are important to me. I am the producer, quote-unquote, of our show, the show I do with my husband. So I generally pull the stories. I you know, set up the timing and all of that kind of stuff. So I think it definitely slants in that area because of that. Um, and I do think it's important to use our our voices to, to take issue with things that are important to us as women and, and, and as people as well. Oh, this is Michelle. I definitely echo what Leslie said. Um, both the show I, they met online, which was from a relationship perspective with regard to love and her power hustle, which is all about being a woman and an entrepreneur. It's still about, for me, about being an, a whole woman. And that's sort of a movement that I have that runs through everything. You know, we're moms, we're daughters, we're lovers, we're sisters, we're wives, etc. And so I think that everything we do sort of is already infused with who we are. And when certain issues arise, I think that it's important for us to give, well, for me, that, you know, that I give voice to those issues from the perspective of a woman and when we did the show on They Met Online with regard to what was going on with Ferguson and in Staten Island uh, with Eric Garner it was very much from the perspective of being the mother of a son you know having been married to men and and just being a woman a black woman in our community and what this is doing to our community so those voices are always important to me I know for my end I definitely feel it's important um, just in terms of various news items and things in general because uh, my show consists of myself and um, my partner, I'm a Saul Ross, so we both want to have that balance in terms of the male and female perspective on different things at large and also with us on the music and being a bit more hip-hop leaning and heavy. That part of the culture sometimes I think tends to be a bit too male-centric. 
So to have, you know, another voice out there, I think definitely, you know, helps out and gets maybe some opinions that don't necessarily get heard all the time out there and um, to the people. Okay, um, this is Lavinia, and the way that we run our show, we talk about everything, news, politics, current events, pop culture, so under any given, in any given show, we could touch on something that is women-specific. Now, do we feel that we actually absolutely have to with each uh, incident that arises? No, we couldn't, because otherwise, that's all we would talk about. But like, for example, recently, it seems like there has been an attack on the black woman and black hair and colorism has been an issue. So we've found that in the last year, that has just been a recurring theme of things that we have to deal with as black women specifically, not women as a whole, but black women. So, you know, yeah, of course, um, because we are women, naturally, it would make sense not just to come at from a woman's perspective on, on any issue, but to actually speak to issues. And, and give our perspective to see if other people kind of draw from that. Um, Shirley here from Chonilla. Uh, for me, the same uh, resonate to what you said. Uh, you know, we talk about everything as well, and I talk about what affects me or or what I basically anything that I'm passionate about or I have I have something to say. And um, I think with us when we do the show is. We do use humor and sarcasm a whole lot um, in order to, I guess, make it, uh, make the message swallowed easier, <laughs> you know? Um, so we, we do use, again, that humor and sarcasm a lot in order to, to, to just send in the message. Uh, but also being an interracial couple, that was one of the main things that why we started the show too, or, or one of the pillars as well is to, um, when you look at society in the Western world, any where we are, um, having a perspective from a black woman and then a white man's perspective, and uh, Clove, who's my hubby, is not shy to express uh, his his thoughts on on uh, ev any and everything that's going on, whether it's race, um, you know, sex, uh, religion, even. Um, we felt it was really important to kind of just having the complete opposite spectrum of what's going on in society. Um, so whenever there are things related to women, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm going to, to share that. Um, but it's interesting as well, I find, with our show is to hear from systematically you know a white male's perspective as well and and we we learned a lot uh one of the i know when we first started the show we started in 2010 that was a concern for us because there weren't a lot of interracial related podcasts out there there were before but they've just disappeared and, and have no idea why um and a, it was very hard for people of uh, we had mostly black women listening to the show. We didn't have that many black men listening to the show or even white men listening to the show. So now on our fifth year, um, we're finding more and more people of different cultures are listening. And that's a huge feat because 
um, w there's a sense of responsibility to be as with us when we do the show to be as honest as possible but we're also very open to if we're if we're we've said something that was wrong or if people feel a sense that they could disagree with what we say and we're open to that conversation we're open to um to grow and to learn and have a sense of evolution so that that's that's one of the things you know as a personal comedy podcast is to 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 show that progression uh, of life because we're hoping to do this until we're pretty much 80 years old <laughs> so um so yeah in in terms of like feminism or or women issues i definitely feel uh, you know, I, I basically share what I'm passionate about, but with tied in with a little bit of humor to make it easier to swallow. Um, on our show, I know uh, we incorporated a Feminist Friday that we do. Um, it hasn't been as consistent lately because we actually bring on a guest, uh, Amanda, who I think it's it's really nice to have something, you know, such as a podcast where we have the ability to speak about the issues that are, you know, most important to us um, to grow the women's mu movement um, overall because there, there are so many things that, that we are not, you know, given credit for that I think we should. Um, and... I think it's everybody's responsibility to fight for women's issues, but I definitely think that it's important for me to speak out on those things. So I think having um, the Pennyman Doctrine to help do that is definitely a really nice thing to take advantage of. This is uh, Michelle Calloway from the Swirl World Podcast, and we are very heavy on having guests on our show and specific topics that we discuss, but we find that, or we found that when something very egregious happens in society, we're kind of compelled to talk about it, and when the verdict came uh, concerning Eric Garner, I was having a conversation with uh, Ginger Fire, who occasionally co-hosts on our show, and we were discussing upcoming shows, and we got into a conversation about that whole situation. And I went ahead and posted our unscripted discussion because we focus on women who are involved in interracial relationships. And one of the things that came out of that discussion is that just because you're married to a white man or have a have biracial children, that doesn't protect you, quote unquote. Your your son is still largely perceived by society as black, which makes him subject to the same thing other black men are subject to, especially here in the United States. So when it's something extreme, we talk about it. But other than that, we deal more with relationships and entrepreneurship. We have specific topics that we discuss. We do promote um, podcasts and blogs that deal with what we term more political issues, though. Okay, Queenine or Am uh, Amber P, you want to add to that topic? Amber, you want to go uh, first? Sure. So I come at it from a completely different point of view. I am the 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 token non-feminist. Actually, I'm kind of notoriously non-feminist, and I talk about 
my life, which by default means that I talk about women's issues. But I feel zero responsibility or want to be educational um, at all because it's my diary and people are privy to it because I'm allowing them to. But I, I definitely don't feel the onus is on me because of the type of show I have to, uh, to, to ever, um, even like, I like that the show is inspiring to a lot of people, but that's not always what I'm necessarily trying to do. There maybe on occasion there'll be something that I'm passionate about and I'll want to advocate for it. I, I even hate the word advocate or as referring to myself as an, as an activist because I'm not, but I, yeah, I definitely come at it from a different point of view, and I think it's just, like I said, the nature of my show. So, that's me in a nutshell. Okay. This is Neen from the Indeep Show. Um, as I mentioned before, there are four of us. It used to be um, three guys and two girls, so now it's just two guys and two girls. Um, do I feel that I have a responsibility to speak on the issues? I mean, from, because I am a woman, it's automatic. So I'm going to speak from a woman's a woman's perspective all the time, um, and I think a lot of times, like with our show too, you know, where we go, we, no pun intended, but we can go really deep, and then we can keep it really fun. Um, some of our topics or our questions are are really deep. Um, they're not necessarily, you know, um, based on women's issues or uh, it's more of a, a a human or a person, person's issue. Um, so we don't really focus, but I would say like more on like recap, the recap, like if I want to talk about something because it's only two of us and it makes sometimes it a little bit easier to have a conversation when there are t just two people. Um, you know, sometimes we, you know, I will pick stories and I will choose stories that are, you know, um, heavily focused on a particular topic that I'm interested in. And again, it, it may not just be women's issues. It could be, you know, as as um, some of the ladies have mentioned, it could be, you know, the Trayvon Martin situation, the Eric Brown situation, the, you know, Ferguson situation. So it really just depends for me. I don't, um, you know, pull stories or talk about topics just because they may be, um, you know, women, uh, woman oriented or women based or whatever way you want to say it. It really kind of just depends for me on the topic, but you know, again, as a as a black woman, um, you know, I definitely would uh, I, I promote us to the utmost, but I don't really focus on that when I'm pulling stories all the time. If that makes sense. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, we just had a new addition to our panel, Miss Meredith Hurston. Forgive me, I, I don't have her information before me, but I hope that she'll introduce herself and her show and also give her take on the uh, on the question at hand. Hi, ladies, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yeah, yeah. Can. Okay, you're fine. Hi, Welcome. how's everyone? Doing Great good. Great doing thanks. good. Um, my podcast is called um, Take Charge of Your Own Health. And um, oh, I'm Meredith Hurston, by the way. And um, actually, my podcast is, has a healthcare focus, um, teaching people like how to navigate the healthcare system, talking about um, 
just different topics like I just recently did a show about Heart Health Awareness Month talking about current research and like what a heart healthy diet is. Helping people stay up to date on that. Um, I do have an interest in women's issues, but I mean I feel a little bit of a responsibility, but my entire show is not dedicated to women. It's mostly dedicated to minority people and the objective is to improve um, the health disparities that we have in terms of like diabetes, heart disease, cancer, and things like that, and getting people um, more actively involved in their health care. So I don't specifically um, feel that I have a unique responsibility to women, although they are included, and I do discuss um, some women's health care issues. All right, awesome. Now, um, now it seems to me and this might be my opinion and, and of course I want you all to weigh in on this that uh, sometimes there may be some preconceived notions about what a podcast is when it's hosted by a woman or has a female co-host or primarily a female <clears throat> excuse me panel and I remember when I first started listening to podcasts it seemed like most women had podcasts that were around like lifestyle life and, and um, even Bible studies or motivational speaking or that that nature and do you feel that as being a podcast that is hosted by a woman or co-hosted by a woman that people seem to think that your show is likely to be more female centered and if you do not have a show that's a woman's show do you find it hard having your show being visible in other genres like if you are about music or if you're about news do you think that being a woman makes it a little bit harder to be visible when people are looking for podcasts in that particular field this Any is women? Michelle oh, Talbert sorry because we have Callaway can you hear me yes yes I can oh, hear you great. Um, for me making the, making the switch over from relationship podcasts to business podcasts has actually been in some um, because when people look for business podcasts they do expect to hear a man's voice and so you know I've been a corporate attorney for over 10 years and have just as much understanding and knowledge about business and entrepreneurship but I think that in that in that space specifically a male voice is is really what's expected unless you're Marie Forleo or something um, so I have found that with podcasting as a business podcaster as a woman it has been a, an uphill battle but I'm, I'm definitely working to change that how about you, Mary? Because you have you have a you have a, a music podcast. Um, yeah. Um, it's it's been an experience and things. I think more so for the fact of I think when people associate like what black music in general and podcast, they more expect a man to be up front of the scene. And um, with me and the Fusebox Radio broadcast, I was actually the founder of the show, and uh, my partner Saw Raw came on later on. Um, during the time frame I was doing it. And I think one of the things that people sometimes have, and it's almost like the weird backhanded compliment thing, is that, wow, you know so much about this. And it's like, why am I not mm -hmm. supposed to know so much about, you know, a certain genre of hip-hop or whatever? It's 2015. You know, I'm 36. What the hell? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Mm -hmm. But, you know, most of the time, you know, it's tended to be okay. I mean, I think with a lot of things, it's just scenario because people I think are 
really ready to put a woman into an easy to fit in box like for us in my show people would like to think that okay here's you know a woman doing stuff so it's going to be pretty much like top 100 hip-hop or rb or whatever they aren't expecting like underground stuff or you know people from all around the way having um different types of things until they actually get into the meat of the show and likewise with the commentary and one of the things we always like to say is that we're just two average black people talking about stuff every time you know we do stuff on our end and i think sometimes i don't know like there's times that people are just there like wow you sound so grounded i sound so grounded part of my language but what the fuck i mean what's that supposed to mean you know what i'm saying am i supposed to be hysterical about everything every time we talk about certain things so it's i mean it's it's a push and pull on the music and i think it's getting better now because podcasts are getting so much more prevalent than they used to be and you have all you know different types of hosts different types of viewpoints and opinions and things but there, there's times folks be trying it you know but you just gotta do what you gotta do Mary, do they answer you? You know, do they tell you why they say that? Do you, when you, you know, maybe, I don't know if you say WTF to them, but do you, I'm sure you kind of give them a look. Do they explain any further or? Um, um, some people, I think they just aren't exposed to certain things. You know what I mean? Like we're at a juncture where, yeah, I still have people that they're like, wow, I didn't know that women thought that or they could think this. And part of that, I think, is that it's a societal situation. And, you know, if somebody comes up to me and, you know, they say that, you know, they're like on a relatively calm, chill thing, you know, I'll think and I'll break down, you know, my, my thought process or what I mean. I'm not necessarily going to curse nobody out if they coming at me on a hostile level or whatever. And there have been times, more so actually via email and other things, you know, people like if they disagree with me that we say or, you know, the MC rapper at home.com doesn't get their joint played whenever they feel like it wants to get played. They'll try to get sassy because, you know, they know I'm there or whatever. They might throw out some ill-timed words. And um, there's times I might toss out some ill-timed words to them and I'll block them. And, you know, just keep it moving. You know, you can't you can't change everybody's mind in terms of, you know, where they want to place you. And, you know, for me, it's just I got to do me. And luckily, we've been very blessed throughout the past. God, I think it's 04, 05 we started podcasting. So, you know, over the past decade of, you know, really being able to get a lot of um, good good feedback and views from a whole, a whole bunch of different types of folks. So that's been what has been up for us. Now, okay, so to, um, to like Shirley and Leslie and Molly and Shawnee, you are on a show that you host with somebody else. So do you ever feel like you kind of have to... Um, put yourself forward a little bit more so that you're not seen as the co-host or like the backup host or does it seem kind of 50-50 or do you feel like you know you and whoever you host with y'all are y'all are seen as equal partners on the show by listeners and other podcasters this is Leslie um, on my show I would probably say it's 60-40 in my direction I would consider myself the host and my husband um very white guy is the co-host so i do most i do the intros and i um produce the show itself um so they tend to slant in my direction on the ferguson response network um that i co-host with ricky because it's so um topic driven there isn't really a push and pull in that direction we kind of decide on what the topic we're going to be talking about is and then we bring guests on that are able to speak to that topic and then we develop um, points to go over so I don't there isn't really much of a push or pull there in terms of trying to be in the spotlight because we really are trying to put the topic in the spotlight on that show 
So for me, it hasn't been an issue um, at all. I'm. I would expect my husband would say he would like to probably host another show where his voice might be larger, but it wouldn't be the interracial John. So um, yeah. So that that's my perspective. Hi. It's Shirley from Chonella. I think for us, it's um, it's fifty fifty. It's actually a good question because I used to agree about that. <laughs> I used to worry like, oh gosh, I hope uh, one of us is not, you know, like the whole aspect of the brand saying Chonilla and it's you know that 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 whole uh, chocolate and vanilla and it's just both of us. Um, I I think for us it's very 50-50, you know, maybe at times there's some shows where uh, Clove might be a, saying a whole lot more or I might be saying a whole lot more. Um, and I know I, I, I mean, again, I, like I said before, I, was, I still am a huge fan of podcasting. I continue to listen to podcasts and, uh, and the typical thing that I would hear with husband and wife that or girlfriend boyfriend um, podcasts hosted you'd hear usually the wife or the girlfriend in the background and I was really huge on you know I'm you know I'm not afraid to say on the microphone I don't agree with you <laughs> you know or we agree to disagree and vice versa so um, I think for us it's 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 pretty equal it's it's I, and I, I know it's very clear on that too and it, it actually has been one of the biggest feedback that we got is that it's you know that it's nice that I'm not in the background that I do say I, I don't agree with that uh, that we check each other that we say you're wrong you're right and and it's actually a, you know a converse a conversation hmm. um, this is Molly uh, from the Pennyman Doctrine podcast um, I'd say our situation's a little different being that um, the Pennyman Doctrine is more of a politically based show um, and I try to be um, excited about talking politics but it's really just, it's not my strongest suit. Um, I do have a lot of ideas that I'm happy to add to that conversation, but if anyone um, recently has noticed, we've changed the format a little bit, so we have um, the stories that I bring to the show that usually have a little bit of a different vibe than what John brings to the show, um, but we, we've worked more on trying to incorporate those stories into something that um, we both can talk a little bit more about um, to make it more equal. So I would say that a few months ago, um, I, I would be honest enough to say that it might have been 75-25 uh, not in my favor, um, but I, I've been working really hard um, you know, to change that conversation a little bit. And uh, we've had a lot of guests on, which has been really nice that we can um, grow the conversation. So I'd say we're not quite at 50-50, but I, I would give myself an honest 60-40. Um, but again, this podcasting is, is a newer thing for me. I mean, John started the show technically like two and a half years ago. Um, I've really been involved for almost a year. Um, I've... I'm not good at public speaking. I'm very good at writing, but speaking isn't my strong suit. So I'd say for me personally, I have made a great deal of improvement. 
Um, but again, it's just our our dynamic works. Uh, but you know, we've changed the like I said the format a bit. So there's definitely been a change, which I think is going in nothing but the right direction. Awesome. What about you, Nee? Well, um, being on the show, like I was saying earlier, with um, a lot of other people, um, sometimes it is a little bit hard to have your voice be heard. Um, but on recap, I feel like that is more um, my voice and a lot of the things that I do or the, the stories that I pick up, you know, um, they're because I'm interested in them or maybe there are stories that are being talked about, um, you know, in, in the media or, you know, or among other, um, you know, our, our cohorts um, in podcasting. Um, I really don't have a, like, I don't know if I if I have something to say I say it so you know it, it really I don't really feel like even on the in deep show I think I think it was Shirley that was saying like sometimes you know I agree with her because sometimes it's like you you know and Molly actually um, sometimes you know you just take the back seat on on particular topics because maybe you may not be as well versed in that topic or maybe this topic could be you know someone's someone else's time to shine I guess for lack of a better term um, but when I'm you know when I want to speak or when I want to say so I don't really have a percentage you know to to give you guys but when I want to speak or if I have something to say I'm very very vocal very verbal um, about what it is I want to say and again on recap um, I feel like that show is really my baby um, you know of course I do it with with Big B and you know he's there and he does the recaps as well but a lot of the times I feel like you know if you've heard the show I talk in the beginning and kind of do the introduction and you know so I, I feel like I, well I guess I can give a percentage on that show I would say like hosting wise that show is probably let's say 60 40 um, 60 being you know uh, my going towards my way um, I'm really comfortable now doing that show in the beginning I was oh my gosh episode one I felt like this show is horrible. I don't know how it's going to turn out or if it's going to keep going. But as it went on, I got more comfortable and more comfortable. And, you know, so now, you know, so I, I, I don't have a problem. And I think um, to your question earlier, um, Lavinia, do, you know, women feel um, that it's hard? I think, I think now that I can definitely agree with that. I think like a lot of times, um, you know, podcasting is male dominated, but there are a lot of women in podcasting doing some awesome, awesome things. Of course, you know, the ladies, you know, on, on um, you know, on this panel, of course, included, but, you know, you have um, Aisha Tyler just doing some great stuff and, and um, I can't remember her the name of her show right now. It's kind of slipping in my brain, but um, it's just so many great women doing great things. And I think it really comes down to just advertising and getting the word out there um, when it comes to, um, you know, putting your podcast out, which I don't know if that's something you're going to talk about, too. But that I find that very difficult sometimes, too. Yeah, like with the um, being accepted with a particular genre, when Bujato and I first started, we were on Blog Talk Radio and we had our regular Nerdy Black Chick show, which is when we would pick certain topics that were in the news, a little bit more serious topics, 
um, even with political stuff, current events, actual news topics, and we would talk about them. And then we would find that we would be spent and it was time to kind of wind down. And we did what was called the after show, which was just us shooting a breeze, talking about entertainment, ratchetness. It didn't matter. We would look at our numbers and I and I would tell you that our serious show had a fraction of the downloads and listen as our entertainment and bullshit show which was crazy to us we're like here we are black women talking about things intelligently hitting topics that are actually affecting us financially affecting our education affecting our children our communities and we didn't get nearly as many the number of listeners as it was to our bullshit show so I was kind of, and we were starting to think, well, shoot, are we are we talking about the right things? Are we not sounding like we know what we're talking about? Is it because we're women and so some people don't expect to hear, um, I don't know, a decent discussion about the topics? And they're like, oh, just let the women, like they had on the Cosby show, and like, hey, you're just here for the women's topics or the entertainment. And so that's kind of why I was wondering, is it hard being, was I the only one feeling like it was difficult to be visible and accepted for talking about things that weren't considered, you know, girl talk. Would you, uh, this is Michelle from the Swirl World, would you say that that's more of an audience thing though? Meaning uh, they come to you or they're listening to your show for a certain thing. Not that you can't talk about politics, but if I'm coming to a show expecting to get um, tips on Facebook marketing, I'm not expecting anything political so if I'm getting what I'm coming for I would think that would drive the interest um, hmm. I, I'm just curious if that was why if because I know like with our show uh, yes we do provide tons of information we have you know different types of guests but we give them a variety in our show and there's a certain expectation of when we listen to the squirrel world this is what we're going to hear and since we don't really delve into politics we do that rarely people don't expect that from us mm -hmm. so um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm just wondering if it's your show culture as opposed to them not thinking you could hand you know what I'm saying it wasn't I don't think it's so much that they didn't think you could but what are your listeners coming for when they when they listen to your show well that was the original premise of the show was the nerdy black chicks we were talking about things that weren't you know necessarily fun and and pop culture and cool we would spend the first hour of a show and it was a separate show and that's the, and the first couple of topic driven shows and then we found later on that we still felt like talking but we were so wrapped up in some of the newsy stuff that it wasn't we wanted to kind of wind down and so we had a follow-up show which was called you know our after hours show the glasses come off and those were the ones hmm. So, like I say, I mean, it could have been an audience thing or it could have been our delivery, but we still talk news now. And, and we found a way to kind of bring them together. So now you get news and entertainment or sometimes it's just entertainment. Like we haven't gotten a structure because that's just not the way my brain works. Me and trying to just kind of get a rigid structure would become no fun and I wouldn't want to do it. But I just, you know, in, in line with the discussion about being visible because we weren't the typical whatever you think that these two black girls would be talking about if that made it kind of difficult for us or if anyone else found it was difficult to be out there doing their thing um 
excuse me, Meredith or Amber P, anything you want to add to the discussion about visibility of your shows? Um, I I don't. It's uh not well. I guess just a quick thing is that being a personal journal in general, it's hard, uh, woman or no, because people aren't going on to directories looking for personal journals. They're looking for business, news, tech, comedy, uh, stuff like that. So I feel a little lost in the um, in the world of podcasting as far as searchability, but not necessarily gender specific. So this is Meredith. I don't really have any, um, I guess, gender issues. It's just that my topic is not necessarily sexy. So it's not, I guess, a lot of people checking for <laughs> healthcare related topics, but it's just, I mean, it's what I know and it's something that I, um, I'm concerned about and I'm passionate about. So I continue to do it, but I don't think that there's, um, I don't think that there would be a preference, not that I'm aware of, for people to hear it from a male perspective as opposed to a female. So I think I'm fine in that regard. Um, so I'm going to move on. And um, I had a discussion with a male podcaster who I'm not going to say is representative of all men listening or all men podcasting. But the topic came up, this possibility that uh, women aren't, that, that some women who may not be taken seriously in podcasting, it's because they don't, they may not necessarily take podcasting seriously. And so when these women hosting shows are doing it more as of a hobby, which there's nothing wrong with podcasting as a hobby at all. Um, but thinking of it more as a hobby than for the uh, business potential or the professional end of it. So I'm just wondering, do you feel at all that women aren't taken seriously as podcasters for that reason, that we're not believed to be um, to be able to see podcasting for the value it could have? This is Meredith. I don't necessarily think that's true. I'm not sure how many of you guys are a part of the She Podcast group, but I think they have like over a thousand women in there. And the vast majority of them are active podcasters. Some are like newbies or thinking about starting a show. But I think a lot of them like have business podcasts or they're in different industry podcasts and they have weekly shows and they're very serious about it. So I can't imagine that they would be perceived as not serious. That's almost that to me that almost sounds like a sexist comment. Maybe someone that doesn't perhaps respect women maybe as much as they should. I don't I think most women I know that are podcasters do take it serious. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. As a matter of fact, I was saying that a lot of the women that I listen to in podcasting, uh, their podcast, though, may not be their their actual money maker, is an extension of business that they have outside of podcasting. So if you have a business in uh, finance, then podcasting may be your way of drawing in listeners and therefore potential customers or clients because they are hearing your information, see value of it, and therefore, you know, want to check out the business that you have um this is mean um on recap the recap we listen to a lot of different podcasts and for i don't know who I, i'm not really sure who you're talking about but it's very interesting that they said you know that they don't think that women take podcasting seriously because i have listened to a lot of different podcasts since you know doing this show and a lot of times i have to listen to a show not once 
sometimes twice, sometimes even three times because, you know, I have to take notes and I have to do, um, you know, I have to write down numbers and, and everything that deals with the show. Um, and there are a lot of guys out there actually too that don't totally take podcasting seriously. So I, I'm a little lost. Maybe he just haven't, hasn't found like the right genre of podcast for him. Um, that may be um, woman-based or female-based. So um, I almost feel like, get out of here with that. Uh, and um, and thank you, Clove. It was uh, Girl on Guy. Girl on Guy is a perfect, you know, a woman in podcasting doing awesome. And not only just a woman, but a black woman in podcasting is doing awesome. I don't know if any of you guys listen to her show, but she has so many sponsors on her show and not just sponsors she has a lot of I mean she is our celebrity too I mean but she has so many sponsors she has so many celebrities coming on her show and sometimes you know when I've listened to her she said you know oh I'm taping from my hotel room or I'm taping from you know from the, a room in my house or or whatever so it's not like all her shows are sitting or are her sitting in a studio doing these things um to me I think a lot of it is, you know, um, when you put out your show, I think in the description, and that was one of the questions I was going to ask you guys, in the, in the description of your podcast, you know, I think sometimes it helps if you're, a, you're very descriptive about what your show is about, because that is how people will also decide whether or not to listen to your show. You know, our tagline is just a humorous view of life as we see it. I mean, we go into, you know, we have a, a long, a longer um, description of our podcast, excuse me, of our podcast on Indeed Show. But I know for me, that's how I find podcasts. I mean, I may just sometimes type in black or I may type in, you know, some kind of keyword. But once I actually get to that, um, to that podcast, I look at the description of their pod, of the person's podcast, you know, to see, okay, is this going to be interesting to me? You know, um, you know, can I sit here and listen to more than one episode of this show? Um, so I don't know. So that's a question for you guys too. So something to think about um, when it comes to your shows. What do you, is your description of your show um, very descriptive, or is it just kind of like a couple of lines? So keep that in mind. Hi, this is Molly for the Pennyman Doctrine. Um, I think. I'm I I think that whoever said that um I'm going to not agree. Um I think that podcasting though is so new. I I know a lot of people when I tell them that I'm involved with um you know that I co-host on the show, they're, they 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 might have heard of podcasts but like they aren't involved actively. I think it's still taking off and I don't think anybody um who you know, isn't in the podcast world such as we all are, don't realize how much potential there is in podcasting. Um, and I know a lot of people that I, you know, have are friends with and stuff, a, a lot of the audience is a male audience that listens to a lot of talk radio. I know it's not the entire audience. But um, women, I mean, we're hard workers. If we want something, we want it really badly so I think that if we've gone far enough that we've gotten involved with podcasting we're pretty serious um I'm gonna I have to scamper so I, I'll just 
put in something on this and then I gotta run. But my thing about it is, I think it's a little... I don't know if insulting's the word. Take insulting and chop it down a notch, that's how I feel. Because I do my show as a hobby, but I take it very seriously. And I think that for someone to not take me seriously is their own craft. I think that that's them bringing their stuff to the table. Because I'm not trying to make money at it. Um, I thought for a little while that maybe that would be a good idea, but it just ended up not necessarily... My other stuff in life started to take off, so I was like, you know what, that's, that's my lane and I'm going to stay in it. And so for me, it's not a matter of I don't have hustle, I don't have drive, or that I skimp on things on the show. I put as much hard work into it as any other podcaster. I'm just not hunting down sponsors. And I don't have guests on my show. It's just me rambling. But I'm, I take it seriously. I do it every week. And when I can't, people know why. And I'm just very communicative, and there's a little community there, and I love it. And so I don't think that uh, me or anybody who does it as a hobby, that that should be, you know, besmirch us because of it. It's like, that's the, that's the place it has in my life, and I'm cool with that. So, uh, I don't know, that's, that's my thing on taking it seriously, uh, implying that doing it as a hobby is not, that you're not, you don't have any skin in the game. Because I think most podcasters, no matter what the topic, there is. They want listeners, they want community, they want connection. So, I don't know. That's kind of my closing words on it. No, I agree with you. Um, when uh, my cousin and I first started podcasting, we we always said it, and we said it on a few shows, we didn't think we were going to last more than six episodes, if that, maybe two or three. <laughs> because... You know, we just thought we would get on there, say what we had to say, and if people listen, great. If not, it didn't matter because we were having fun. But then as you kind of grow and learn about podcasting and what it is, and when people start, when you do get feedback and you find out people really are listening, then it's like, oh, okay, well, then let me clean this up a little bit since I know somebody's listening now. And, you know, and then try to introduce different things and try to create some sort of format or structure. Um, my podcast is, is pretty fluid. And the most I can say is it may not be, um, I, don't, I do not have a professional studio. I do not have the best computer right now. I'm like hoping whenever I mute my mic that I will be able to unmute it at some point because my computer is just that messed up. But I will stay up until 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning trying to edit the show the best that I can to make it appealing to my listeners even though I know I got to get up in another hour and a half to get my kids ready for school. So although I may not have it sounding like it's ready for uh, terrestrial radio, I bust my ass every bit of some, as, every bit as much as somebody who does have all that equipment and all that technical know-how. So I'm, I'm going to go, but um, thank you for having me on, and uh, rock on, ladies. All right. Thanks all so right. much. Bye, Thanks, nice. Amber. And that was Amber for Black, Sexy, Geeky, and Mental. And you can find her on Stitcher and iTunes.
Hey, this is Leslie. I wanted to just jump on the, that question about uh, making podcasting a business, which I, I think is... Well, first I would say that um, the genre of podcasting is, as someone mentioned earlier, it's newer, um, but also it's meant to be non-traditional in nature. So I think it's kind of silly to assume that just because there aren't sponsors or a sponsor or a membership model or anything like that, that someone's podcast isn't considered their business. Um, I don't think we have to be reined in by such specific definitions for what is a business and what isn't in the world of podcasting. Um, I'm an activist as far as what I do for um, a quote-unquote living, and so I see my podcast as just an extension of that work that I do, and I continue to talk about the things that are important to me. So I do consider it part of my business because that's what I do for a living, um, which is speak out on issues that are important to me. Um, I don't think that money being in the mix is what makes something professional or not. So I would just mention that and just say, you know, that's a very narrow-minded definition for professionalism, um, just money. So that's all. Okay, just quickly, I got a note from Molly who wants to pop in and say a final goodbye before she goes has that beautiful baby this week. Yes, I wanted to say thank you to all of you. Um, this is the first time I've had a conversation with probably most. I've talked to Leslie and Lavinia, so thank you guys, and nice to meet you all. Um, I guess my I was sitting here thinking, do I take podcasting seriously? This is my last show for a while. Uh, I have I have to go have a baby on Tuesday, so you know if we want to talk about taking podcasting seriously i definitely dedicated you know the last couple hours available to being here so um thank you all and hopefully i will i will be chatting soon and you'll hear another little voice in the background but i'm sure she'll be behaving herself oh well thank Aww. you for joining us and good luck good luck yes. can we thank you i'll, I'll talk to you soon thank you good night now, now Shirley, oh. um, a lot of, a lot of us uh, look to you, your podcast uh, when we're thinking in terms of a podcast that's growing, that's successful in its own right and becoming more successful and is building that business model without thinking about the fact that you had to start somewhere. So when you started this podcast, did you start it with the mind of, okay, we're going to take this and it's going to be a business and we're going to give it this kind of structure? Or did you have to grow into that? Um, I think it was a, a, a tiny bit of both. Um, at first, it was much more, I guess, um, just basically having a platform to to really um, record what we're going through, record our thoughts, you know, and hope that one day our kids are going to hear it, and um, and also get a sense of um, do other people think the way that we do, and uh, do people, especially interracial couples, conversation like we do. Um, it started off from like that, but the from day one when we started the podcast, we you know, and I. I, I have to, I'm a much more creative idea person and I have to credit Flov because he has that managerial perspective on things and so from day one we always had a mission. We always, we really sat down and, and, um, and I say this to anyone who starts a podcast is very, be very clear and know what is the purpose 
of your podcast. So that's something that from the get-go that we, you know, we had a discussion like, what's the mission? What's the purpose? What's the point of us doing this? Because if you don't know why you're doing it, then you're not going to last. <laughs> that's that's just the plain old truth. You're you're going to be scattered. You're going to be everywhere, and and that's what creates for you know after a year on average that people just kind of all of a sudden you don't you're not hearing from them. Um, it's a struggle, uh, you know, having children. It, it makes it a little tougher and everything. Um, but but we, you know, so at first we started having at least that, having some sense of understanding and a mission to why we're doing it. Um, in order to go back to it in case, you know, we're not feeling too motivated or life kind of hits you in the face and <laughs> things of that nature. Um, and then later on, I'd say around the second year or so, we just found that the hobby that we had w with Chonilla and podcasting that we're like, man, if, if the drive is not to, for us, it's not about money. It really is, how can we do this um, that we're finding we're really passionate about, we really love it, and how do we combine that we continue doing something we're passionate about on a regular basis, full time, all the time. And and then so when we started thinking that way and we thought, oh, you know, maybe we should, you know, wouldn't it be cool to have a network and and just putting that out there, just having that thought, um, organically it just came. You know, we had Owen and Chill who, who said, hey guys, we want to start a podcast and things like that. And literally a week before, Clove and I having a conversation like, wouldn't it be cool to have a network? And then they come in talking to us about starting a podcast. And then just the network just went on from there. So, um, so for, you know, you mentioned earlier about the professionalism. Um, and I agree with Leslie, it's, it's not just because if you're chasing the money that does, or you make money, that doesn't mean you're a professional. <laughs> you know, I've, I've heard my fair share of podcasts that they're making great money and um, the professional aspect is like, I, I question it, you know. Um, but uh, for us, it's really the drive in order to make a business out of Chonilla or anything that we're doing. It's really like, in order for us, We'd love to do this on a regular basis, full time, be home with our kids and and do something that we're really passionate about. Like, wouldn't it be amazing to just have a comfortable um, some income to do what you love to do? You know, just like a singer, an actor, you know, and I'm I'm huge on that. It's great that some, you know, people who podcast and they do it as a hobby. That's great. But if you want to take that leap into making money out of it, you know, be serious about it and and really talk about it because I've I've sat with many broadcasters, people who've been in the broadcasting game for 30 years and have no idea what podcasting is all about for them. It's a mystery, it's like a spider web and they don't understand how can you make a living out of it. Um and I had to educate them, you know, it's about the different models and the different types. And and I, I guess for them, all they think is just people. And, and this literally a person of 30 years in broadcasting said to me, well, I look at it like it's just 
people just get a microphone and a mixer and they just start talking and it's like no (laughs) you know there there are people out there like I would say like Leslie who has a passion into her activism and and it gives them a voice that maybe on mass media that you wouldn't know that there are these um, that there are basically events or or things that are going on that you can be a part of or that you know educating minorities about health that there are so many you know about grammar there are so many amazing shows that are it's not just about turning on the microphone and just talking just to talk but really has a mission and a purpose and and so anywho I lost my train of thought (laughs) but um yeah, for us transitioning into business, and we still are. Uh, you know, I have to admit one of the things that around the third year of podcasting, you know, we were questioning about what we're doing because we're seeing our peers are doing some. Uh, some of our peers are just ex- ex- like they are through the roof excelling, and we're like, what's going on? How, what are they doing that we're not doing, and things of that nature? And I find that it's really everybody's path into whatever their goal are for their podcast or whatever that they do is so different you can look at other podcasts yes to kind of give you an idea and examples on what to do but at the end of the day um, in order to reach your goal it the path is going to be different there are you know I'm realizing more and more that we all have our own direction in order to get to our goal or in order to get to what you might feel is success in terms of podcasting, whether it's podcasting, blogging, you know, any form of new media. So I've I've learned in the past couple of years, you know, like lately, uh, one of the things that we do to bring attention is going on terrestrial radio. Never thought of that. It was just not an idea. Like actually, it was the other way around where people who are on terrestrial radio or getting out of it or because not many people are listening um, that they had to resort to go into podcasting we did the reverse you know uh, we never even thought of it it was you know a fan that says you should do it and more and more I'm finding that even traditional uh, media are looking at podcasters because they are that fresh voice they are uh, there's a sense of just more openness a sense of being bolder when it comes to communicating whatever message or whatever um, uh, whatever whatever that they're they're trying to convey um, you know whatever niche that they want to to share and so I'm finding more and more I mean it's already happening on television where now television are grabbing youtubers to start their own shows and it, and slowly it's happening with with other forms of of forms of traditional media where they're going to podcasters now just to like bring us some of that freshness what is that thing that you do that that we're not understanding um, you know that because we're losing listeners we're losing um, basically giving a sense of something new and something fresh uh, to the ta- at the table for for them so Lately, we've been doing that, just kind of, you know, hosting on terrestrial radio, uh, different different avenues like Roku, which 
you know, finding basically different ways for us. Our model really is to put Shonilla on as many different types of channels as possible in order to gain listeners and, and gain exposure. And then hopefully, uh, if they really love what they hear, to become eventually, you know, uh, membership subscribers in some way. So that's that's our model. But again, everyone is different, and and it took a lot of um, a lot of uh, trial and error, <laughs> and we continue to do the trial and error um, in order to to grow what we we do as uh, on the Chilnilla Network. I don't even remember what my original question was, but that was all good. I should have been writing notes. I'm going to have to listen back and make sure I take notes on all of that because anyone that's listening, I hope if you are podcasting that you took note of all that. Everybody wants to know, what's Chonella's secret? She said, just do your stuff and know your stuff. Wrap that up. I know I'll paraphrase the hell out of that just now. Yeah, it Thank really, so much. It really, and I've, I mean, I've cried. I've, 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 got angry all sorts of emotions when it comes to Chonilla and now on our I, I'd say now it's so true on the just really do you do you you can take maybe pieces and here and there from other podcasters or other um, t- types of different new new media content creators that are out there to kind of like oh, I like how that person is doing this how do I how do I take what this person is doing and bring myself how do I bring um, how do I interpret it in my own way that's that's so important and 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 people feel that people can truly hear that um, having a vision too about that one of the things when we started the podcast is we've always talked about what our listener looks like sound like what's their background having a vision like that it's amazing on how much it really truly comes to you it really becomes what you put out there to the universe and putting taking a moment to think that way is exactly what you are going to attract in terms of audience it's, it's crazy but yeah that the gist of it is do you because there is absolutely no one on this planet that can do it better than you is you awesome i'm going to take this time to um uh, Meredith Hurston, she left us. She had some things to do from It's Called Take Charge of Your Own Health. So make sure that you check out her podcast. And um, because I don't want us to run too long with this, I want to address this final issue. And um, basically, just want to know, what is it that you're doing to market or get the word out about your podcast? And as women, and maybe not just women, or within the BPU group, do you think that there's more that we could do for each other to make sure that our names get out there? Recently, there was a list of podcasters that you should listen to, and there was some conversation about why certain podcasts did not make the list. What is it that we're not doing that we're not being heard? So what can we do to make sure that we're getting out there and that people know that, hey, you know, BPU is in effect. The women are podcasting. We're in the house, and you need to listen to what we've got because it is some good stuff 
Um, this is Mary from Diffuse Box Radio. One thing I think more folks should do, and that I'm happy to see going on a whole lot, is um, getting the entire situation down with um, networking. Um, networking and actually having their own various um, podcast groups. Because I know a list on BuzzFeed, even though I can have so many opinions on it, but one of the things that definitely kind of got me was that the ones who I see ahead a whole lot, they tend to have a network. Like when you see Twib and other folks like that, or um, what is it, the Loudspeakers Network that the Reed is on, and um, so forth and so on. Because one of the things I tend to notice is, like, when you like one podcast, like I know at least for me, like if I'm on iTunes or Stitcher or something else like that, I'm like, what else is related to it? And usually it's like internet work type of stuff, and then you know that might be something else that I get on board with and um, do more. I think things would be um, like podcasters group that's going on right now has definitely helped because I felt that I listened to a lot of podcasts, and then I'm like, damn, there's so much more I had no clue existed. So I think definitely more promotion, especially with the public page of the um, group and stuff, can help. And then. Um, Find some ways to fit into one of each other's shows, whether it's, you know, the interviewing or other types of stuff. Besides just basic, hey, I like this show. Let me tweet about it. Let me Facebook about it. All that type of stuff um, helps out and builds build, um, better foundations. Because, honestly, I think most people with podcasts still go by word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, what do you listen to? I mean, like, I noticed even through um, Stitcher, I'm like, how does somebody from AP, who listens to, like, AP News, decide to listen to our black asses talking? about random stuff but somehow they recommend our show which is kind of ironic because we were like wow we're mostly music based but it's like AP, BBC, some other random things and somehow they land on us and listen to us so it's like hey I'm not going to complain about <laughs> and um yeah I mean I just think a lot of that type of thing also I think like I don't necessarily like the I don't I personally don't like the concept of soliciting feedback but it does help when it comes to like iTunes and the other places where somebody's like, oh, well, I see this higher up the ranks or whatever. Let me go ahead and um, check out that show. And maybe not just for our own shows, but for other shows. It's like, hey, let's just encourage that everybody in this sphere of podcasting. Just help promote each other. Like, hey, you like us. You like other people. rating. Because that one day somebody goes in there and typed it and like give a four or five star. You know, that's a new listener. And that's a whole other realm of um, extra listeners. Um, besides that, on the podcast and... Um, because we do the music in, like, we still do like the flyer situation. Um, we do the um, email list and stuff. And um, when we end up doing events, you know, we always hype up the podcast and um, whatnot. So um, I just say it's like the mix of stuff that's um, both internet-based and, you know, hand-to-hand, people-to-people stuff. I mean, even my mom, who's like 60-something, she knows what the podcast is now. Oh, wow. She just got a smartphone like a year ago, but she knows what the podcast is mm-hmm. or whatever. So, you know, being able to tell people... Just download this thing, click us on there and save. You got something new to listen to when you're bored of the radio. Um, you know, it helps out. I think with the way the podcast situation is, it's only going to get better. Like, let's see, like, see how everybody who didn't even listen to podcast before that got into serial. Like, I think people are just getting more hip to that. This is a real thing. Like, it's been around for a minute, but now I think it's more of a tangible concept for people to go ahead and grab on the stuff and listen to it, especially with all the streaming services that um, we have now so part of me I'm a little tired so that's why I'm kind of rambling <laughs> I hope it makes <laughs> some sense um, with what I'm saying 
But um, yeah, I think it's just um, a mixture of just doing things on the net and just you know when you're face to face with somebody, because especially with a lot of the ladies who I've heard on this podcast, when you have like certain topical type of things and you're out and about, you can have somebody who's like, I've been one to hear about that, but I never knew until they maybe talk to you. You'd be like, here's a card, here's a flyer. They can like you know go on and do their own research from there. So that's about it. Mm-hmm. So how about? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Was somebody getting ready to say something? No, go ahead, Amy. <laughs> okay. Um, this is Lean. Um, I will have to say ditto to what Mary just said. Um, I do feel that you know you have to get out there, and you know you have to do you have to tweet, you have to post on Facebook, you have to you know talk to other people and let them know because I do remember um, years ago uh, joining the podcast. And thinking, you know, okay, how am I, how am I going to promote this? Because it's not like it's on the radio where people can automatically go to. Because if you listen to it, you're gonna have to go to the internet and do it. You know, you're gonna have to go to, you know, download the Stitcher app. You're gonna have to download an iTunes podcast app. So how am I gonna get people to, you know, listen to our podcast? And pretty much my description of the podcast was, you know, it's the internet radio show. And that's pretty much what it is. It's a radio show. just happens to be on the internet. And I think that kind of has helped people um, to listen to our show more. Now, I do find people are still a little bit lazy when it comes to downloading the Stitcher app, which Stitcher has over 30,000 podcasts now. I remember when we first joined, it was only, no, that's still a lot. It was 20,000 podcasts, but now it has 30,000 podcasts. You know, so, you know, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's doing a podcasting is doing big things and I think you know there's room for everybody and as Mary said you know just keep talking to people about your podcast you know keep advertising your podcast whether you do flyers or pins or you know we just did shot glasses you know just just multiple different ways to get people um, to advertise and let people know that you are out there um, and it is super awesome that we have the BPU form now, because as I mentioned before, it's like it's great because we get to, you know, uh, communicate with each other and you know, find out what it is that we're talking about and what is out there on the streets, and you know, and get each other on each other's shows. And you know, I've met some really awesome people doing podcasting, and some some people I haven't met actually in person yet, and some people I will meet in person. Um, one day soon, Lavinia, talking mm-hmm. to you. You know, right? So you know, so it's just it's been really great, and I think there's room out here for everybody to be heard. Um, so I, I I think just just keep going out there, just do it. If this is if you, if you're doing this and you love it, just keep doing it. And no matter if you're trying to make money off of it, or if you're just doing it for a hobby, whatever, just just keep grinding. And keep posting and keep, you know, telling people about yourself and telling people about your, your podcast. Like I always say, you know, to people when they, you know, thanks for listening to our show. Thanks for sharing our show. Because by sharing the show when you're listening to it on Stitcher, you know, other people can possibly, you know, find it. And not just when you're listening to like any of the shows that I'm on, but just shows, period. If you're listening to, you know, any of the great shows that are on this panel today or any other podcast, share that you're listening to the show on Twitter or share that you're listening to the show on Facebook because that's how somebody's going to find us. You know? Sure, 
Hey, this is Leslie. I wanted to say, like I said, I'm the newest one on the panel as far as getting into podcasting. And for me, I've been really focused on just getting the lay of the land, so to speak, and trying to guest on as many shows as will have me um, just to interact with more people and let people know what I'm about and kind of hear my voice a little bit and um, that kinds of things and views that I have. I found almost all the podcasts that I discovered were through the host of those shows guesting on other shows so um i've kind of taken that since i know that's how i discovered so many podcasts that that's what i try to do and so i try to go on as many shows as i can that will have me and obviously that i would fit onto um and so i would just suggest that especially if you're newer and just kind of getting into doing stuff um it's a great way to get experience one and two you know to to join the community in a really robust way awesome michelle or shirley um, I, I would say don't forget um, traditional media, you know, uh, the newspapers, magazines. I mean, uh, you know, it was mentioned 30,000 podcasts um, uh, on Stitcher. Uh, and I'm, I'm guessing it's saying globally. So that means, you know, become in a way, start at home, become an ambassador in a way of presenting this new form of entertainment or information or media really in your city so pick up the phone call the newspapers call the magazine you know let them know did you know I exist or I ex basically hey I exist here I am and and I'm local and uh, and here's what my show is about you know kind of basically create for the city to be to um, to get behind you, you know. To to uh, we're finding like here in Montreal, it's uh, I think I don't know four million people on the island of Montreal or something. And so and now, you know, when we had the focus of I think you know, Clove and I said, okay, we're a Canadian podcast, and it's great. Most of our listeners have, are American. But we're like as Canadians, we need to have you know. Canada know that we exist and so we're like let's let's start locally and for the past two years just you know inviting people who are local who have a voice people that you're that's one way that you can get the word of mouth um, not just on the internet but to have people behind you so inviting local people that you are aligned with depending on the niche, depending on what your, your podcast is about. So inviting them on your show, and that creates for them like, hey, I didn't know you exist. Cool. I had fun on your show. And then when they have fun on your show, if they've learned something, they had a great experience, they're going to go talk about it to other people in your city. And then you don't know who else they're going to talk about it outside of the city. And and we're finding for the past two years of focusing on that it's it's paying off we're running into people who said I knew oh I heard about you and we're like really <laughs> why didn't you leave a review no okay <laughs> and, uh, we're finding that more and more people are like yeah I, I I've I've been hearing things about you or I've been, uh, you know, like the comedy scene for us here in Montreal are slowly, they're, comedians are talking to each other, you know, and, and connecting and saying, hey, I'm hearing about you guys and, and uh, I'm a comedian and I know you do a comedy, uh, personal comedy journal and what can we do together and, and things like that. So um, start locally. Let people locally know that, that I am doing this new medium 
this new media and um, and I think it'd be worth it that you write about me because I'm I'm different and I'm doing something that's completely new that people are still trying to figure out when it comes to pod you know what is podcast is about and everything I have to say that what helped us is that we had a blog first and a very active Facebook page but also um, interacting with other people in our niche and also with other podcasters has done uh, a tremendous amount to get us exposure and as Leslie said not only um, more so having people on our show they share their platform with us we share ours with them and that exposes us to new people as well uh, so that's been a great help and two other things I want to point out real quickly is that also what I found has helped me is joining different groups on Facebook who may have a different um, dominant ethnic group that has opened up some channels of networking that previously I didn't have before and also something else that I intend to do this year that I hear lots of um, quote-unquote successful podcasters say really uh, launched them was to go to a conference a national conference where you actually meet and rub shoulders with people from all over not just the country but the world so I'm planning to go to podcast movement uh, in July uh, in Fort Worth and looking forward to uh, meeting different people so the methods are working it's just a matter of um, being consistent we're on Twitter we're on Instagram we retweet other people um, and it's it's working well I know for us um, we do the usual channels of course we have our Facebook page Facebook pages um, I even uh, repost other links to sh other shows on my page my personal page as well as my own show and you know that seems to work but I think one of the big thing is connecting with people whether they are other podcaster or the listener and when people feel like they know you and they like you then it's a lot easier for them to go ahead and say you know what I'm gonna share your information so I think that's just been an awesome thing is to actually do some relationship building with people um, and I've heard that they have heard people say well when you listen to a show they're always shouting out the same shows or they're reposting links to the same shows and it's quite possibly because they've developed a more personal relationship sure there are podcasters but there's almost beyond that almost like a friendship outside of the podcast the podcasting community so I think it's important for us to do that I also want to remind um, anyone who's listening that we do have the Facebook page for the black podcasters United group and so um, use that as a place to post your links if you're not an editor or administrator then shoot um, the link and the description of the show to the inbox of the group and whoever is the administrator there will go ahead and copy and paste and post that so it'll be on the main wall and if you take the opportunity to just shout out if you don't if you're not big on shouting out specific podcasts there you know you can say hey look you know we have a black podcasters united page and so that is an opportunity for uh, you to share the word about all kinds of black podcasters who have taken the time and the opportunity to post their information on that page and the numbers have been growing so I mean it's not not as uh, a huge a following yet but it's still relatively new so it's out there and um, I know something I do and this I don't know if you would consider that spamming or not but I use my Facebook page to comment 
on other pages like on Essence Magazine and I make sure whatever I don't spam it in the sense that I just put my link on there and then that's it I will comment and then maybe slide in the link to my podcast so that if anybody is like hey I like her comments you know what the hell she's talking about she's right on oh she got a podcast let me listen to what it's about then I kind of use that as an opportunity so there's all kinds of ways that we can kind of get our uh, the word out there about our shows but it's really important for us knowing that we are a small group that we do support each other um, I used to do something on in the group and I'm gonna have to do it again where I would remind people hey feedback Friday because I know when I get feedback it's not just like an ego boost but it lets people know that I'm doing something that they like and so if we can just take the time on a Friday or a Saturday to pick three four five shows to give that review to say hey you're doing a good thing I like this particular segment it kind of helps us um, helps each other to gauge what we're doing and what we could change and what we can make better or what we could continue to do and I hope that you know all of us will take that I know it's hard it is hard I wish Stitcher would just give me a way to rate it from my phone instead of I don't even think that thumbs up does as much as giving that five star rating really wish they would do the rating system on the phone that would be easy maybe I should email about that you think they're gonna work on that be like hey look y'all need to make it easier so we can rate people it should be easier it shouldn't be a process but it is and it is what it is um, so anybody else before we wrap this up because I think we were at an hour and a half I know we lost a few people because we got some things to do anyone have any closing remarks that you'd like to add before we close the show clearly uh, from Tronilla um, I just wanted to say I'm, I'm really happy that I did this I'm a little nervous I'm always nervous about doing things like this I don't know why. <laughs> but um Hey, I, I just want to say it was really fun. Um, I learned a lot. Um, and uh, I, I think having a group like this is really important, you know, because um, it's nice to exchange ideas and it's nice to get a sense of a gauge of where everybody's at and what can I learn and what can we exchange and things like that. So thank you for putting something like this together I think it's very important especially um, since you look at all those viral kind of websites from the BuzzFeed the Huffington Post and things like that as black women it's very rare that you see articles that relate to not to black women and podcasting so having a platform like this is, is really wonderful Thank you, Shirley, for being a part of the panel. I appreciate it. And you shared a lot of information and a lot of your knowledge with us, and we appreciate that. For sure. Leslie, anything you want to add? Uh, no, I will say that I definitely agree about, you know, kind of creating um, personal relationships with people. Like, Shirley's like one of my best friends ever, so there's just that. And I girl. <laughs> um, but yeah, but it is it is great, and it's you know you know you find a kinship, and it does um, tend to build on itself and make you feel good about what you're doing, and um, so it was really great, and I was happy to be here and meet everyone, and I love all your shows, so that's it. Thank you, Mary. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I just want to say I definitely appreciate being on here and everything. I'm like I'm gonna fight through this cold medicine. 
and talk to y'all because I've been checking out people's shows and all this other stuff and just seeing more and more, you know, build up for this roundtable, which I'm so happy to like this. Here, you know, the journey that everybody else is going through, and I definitely um, have learned a lot. Um, I hope to definitely be able to build with folks more, you know, beyond this particular format. And, um, yeah. We just had a net neutrality joint pass this past week, so we have an outlet for a little bit to be able to do at least, you know, what we want to do and get our voices out there. And, um, yeah, I just hope that to see that more and more um, ladies um, get the building on doing this. Um, as I just said um, during our past week show, this is probably like the last format that we have currently where everybody's kind of on an equal plane in mm. terms of being able to do their thing and, um, you know, find kindred spirits in a way. I'm, podcast, we've like just built with so many people um, all over the world on this. And, um, you know, it's a beautiful feeling that I hope more and more people um, get the experience while, you know, engaging in this, being able to freely express themselves. So um, it's been a wonderful um, night and evening, and I um, hope the best for y'all ladies, and um, thank you again for having me down. Oh, thank you. You feel better, Mary. I will do my best if this weather can cooperate with me. <laughs> All right, Miss Chell. I just want to say uh, how much I appreciate this and, and uh, interacting with all of you. And you will be, I will be contacting you. I know Lavinia is going to put everybody's contact info in the show notes. And I would love for each and every one of you to come on our podcast and chat us up and talk about your show. And, and um, uh, we want to share our audience with you. Thank you so much. And Miss Queen Neen. Yes, I... I say ditto to what everyone said. Um, this has been an awesome experience, and I am so glad that I am able to be in the company of such awesome, awesome women. And I definitely have written down, well, I knew about all these podcasts, but I definitely wrote them down to make sure, you know, I add everybody to my favorites because, you know, I've heard nothing about but great things about these podcasts. And, you know, and, I, and I'm thinking, like, who says women can't get along? You know, if you if you said that, you're crazy. Because we just had an awesome, you know, get-together, and it was nothing but love, you know. And, mm. and, and I would say, you know, I want to say definitely thank you, Lavinia, for setting this up. And I hope we can keep this up and do these um, often. I mean, I know everybody has a busy schedule and we all have busy lives but I really hope we can do this again and do this often so that way we can share and talk about things that are on our heart um, on our hearts and on our minds and you know and um, again I, I would just tell everybody to make sure you share the show that you're listening to um, now granted if it's not something that you feel too strongly about then okay maybe you may not want to share that show but if it's an awesome show that you listen to Please share that you listen to that show so that way we can find it um, because that's how I find shows that I recap. I, I look at Twitter. I look at Facebook. I look at BPU and um, and it makes my job easier to be honest with you. So I'm just going to be here and I thank you so much for, um, you know, for listening to the shows that I'm on and thank you for everybody that's listening to um, just all podcasting 
all the podcasting shows that are out there. Thank you for listening and thank you for supporting us. And I'm going to stop talking because I think my beer is about to kick in. (laughs) (laughs) Just to add to what you said about sharing, I I think one way, Clove and I actually, we started consciously doing this and it really helps not only for people who follow you on any of your social stream, um, live tweet a show. You know, if you could do it once a week or however often you choose. But live tweeting really helps on bringing attention to, to a show that you like and um, or a new show that you're discovering. So that way um, your friends or followers can be like, oh, what is this that, uh, you know, uh, this hashtag is about? And creating a hashtag that works uh, in conjunction to the podcast you're listening to. So that's a that's a... That's a tip that I would say to kind of help, uh, especially in our group, with this group, uh, that you can help bringing attention to a, a podcast. It's just live tweeted. Now, I will admit that when I created this event, there were some selfish motives. And that I knew that if I could get a panel of awesome black women who host podcasts together to talk about the nuts and bolts in podcasting, that I personally would learn something to help make my show better. And so for those of you who have also gained a lot of information, you're welcome. I did this for me as well, but you're welcome. And I want to thank you ladies so much for everything that you shared, your information, and especially your time, because it's not always easy uh, to make time to do these extra things that, with everything that's going on. I want to thank you, everyone, for listening to this this roundtable. Again, it will be available immediately after on YouTube. And also, um, I will be creating a MP3 file so that you can download it if you need to. Just kind of take it with you wherever you go. Um, my last word in closing is basically to just remember we have got to support each other. If we don't listen to ourselves, who's going to listen to us? We are best cheerleaders, so continue to share each other's links, to encourage each other in what we're doing, and to just let each other know that, you know what, we're in this together, and we are going to blow up together. Again, I am Lavinia. You can get all of your information on all of these ladies, how to contact them them and where to listen to them on the show notes. And as I end just thinking out loud, Sometimes, whatever time it is that you're listening, good morning, good afternoon, goodbye, and good night. Thanks for listening. Come on, oh yeah, you a fool. We cut sex, you're right, that's the joke. Have you ever been in labor? 
Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.